welcome to the continuing saga of the Ray Peacock podcast. Hello, I am Ray Peacock. I am joined today by little Raji James, who was on the Chortle Awards but ruined it. Oh, hello. Hello, Raji. I'm also joined by Big Fat Ed Gamble, who was on the Chortle Awards and ruined it. Hello. Before we go any further... <laughs> what? Nice to see you both. Nice to see you. I Raji li- hasn't had any backlash from this yet, though. He, th- he thinks it went well. <laughs> I, leave you, I leave you two to do some PR. What did we do wrong? I... <laughs> I go out travelling the country doing gigs with ladies and gentlemen, and we get asked to present an award at the Chortle Awards. Yeah. And I say, in my ignorance, oh, Roger, they can do it on their own. <laughs> They'll be fine to present it on their own. We didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything right, even, did you? <laughs> we tore the roof off. We did well, Ed, didn't we? got a giggle. If uh, you, the listener, have not been lucky enough to see the footage, um, or rather, if you have been lucky enough to not see the footage... <laughs> oh, come on, Ardlo Hanlon liked us, didn't he? See, that's... Yeah, the... that's the problem. That was one of the problems, that you walked past Darrow Breen and asked me very loudly if it was Ardlo Hanlon or not. Oh, was that not... So, and then you saw a man with a hat and a moustache and asked me if it was Bob Carroll G's. They <laughs> <laughs> did look like him. Well, let's, um, let's go over the evening. So you arrived there. Yeah, we did. Um, I spent somewhere just before you, you presented your award. Yeah. I, I upset Ed anyway. <laughs> because I told him on the phone that even if I was available, I wouldn't have done it. So we were tricked into it, right? So he got all. Well. Oh, he was just saying that to get you. Well no, out. it wouldn't. It was your fucking podcast. Why wouldn't you have done it? I absolutely wouldn't have done it. I, I, I thought it was funny to send you to. Yeah, it was really fun on the night. Well, you did well. You both went on the stage. You got a big round of applause, didn't you? When you went on and little. Round yeah, we of had applause. a very short burst of applause that finished before we even got onto the stage. Well, that's the best way. And then you, I did a little bit of banter. Did a little bit. Of... <laughs> And did a bit of pointing at Iraji and he saying, did. do you recognise him? Off EastEnders and everyone laughed and then he said some other programmes and they all sound, they sounded confused. <laughs> <laughs> well no, the audience sounded confused is what I thought. You know? And it, Raji, it's amazing that I do all my brilliant banter and you managed to make everything sound awkwardly scripted. It is strange actually, Raji. What do you mean? Because you hadn't, I'd like to go on the record and say you hadn't actually prepared what you're going to do. No, Ed, Ed had said to me, just go up there, read the things, then we'll get off. So that's yeah, what I it, intended to do. Watching it back, it looked like a play. Yeah. How it, do you mean? It, I don't it, understand. It looked, it looked like what you were saying to each other was actually scripted. Roger, it was worse than Sam Fox and Fleetwood Mac. It was much worse than that, actually. Really? And apparently, I've heard as well, Roger, that when you read out the nominees, you sounded like they'd all had sex with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like disparaging about all of them. And the audience, I mean, they it, it's probably a reflection on me, but they hated you. The audience really... Oh, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm on your side with this, Raji. I'm completely on your side, Ed. Um, because I think for, for an industry that spends 99% of its time, the comedy industry, that spends 99% of its time whinging about bad audiences, they're a fucking bad one themselves. They did seem like a tough crowd, actually, because even the guys that were quite funny that came up Everything were getting Everything seemed like a tough crowd to you, Raji. <laughs> I was meaning for others. Well, well done on your first gig. Well, you were good, though. You did very, very well. Somebody wrote to me this week, uh, Chris uh, wrote, sent me an email saying, has Raji considered stand-up? And I, um, I pointed him in the direction of your video. <laughs> <laughs> presenting the award and said, will that answer your question? But oh, anyway, coming up to on the show today, fun-packed, exciting show. Yeah. That we've got bloody well going on here, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we've got to have our regular features, Richard the Wanker. Hooray! Hooray! We always look forward to that, don't we, Raji? Great. Roger, are you looking forward to Richard the Wanker or not? Yeah, great. Yeah, you love it, don't you? <laughs> uh, we've also got Roger's career news. As always, I'm sure there's been some interesting developments 
on that front. We've got uh, the chapter three of Raji's autobiography. Oh. Our running feature. Raji, you enjoy that? Yes. Yeah, yeah he, enjoy, he loves that bit. Right. He loves that bit. We've also, Raji, you've got some fortune cookies. I do have fortune cookies. For us to open, you said. Yes, that's right. So we can find out what our fortunes are. That's exciting, isn't it? That's Raji's contribution to the show this week. Actually, no, <laughs> I've got something for you. What have you got for me? Because you've got a job coming up, haven't you? You've got, oh, you've right. got an acting job coming Look up. Look at his little eyes. So I've got you a little thing. It's Raji James's acting tips for Ray Peacock. <laughs> okay, well that's something to look forward to. Yes. It is a bit rich, considering that, let's not forget, it is me that's going doing an acting <laughs> job, and I'm getting tips from the man who isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm writing down, Raji. Let's get on with the podcast. I want to hear these acting tips. Welcome to the show, by the way. So, uh, the next section we've got coming up... Raji, you're going to give me some acting tips. I am, yes. Um, now, I wasn't going to mention this job that I'm doing. Why? It's, it's a little acting thing for television. You are, you're doing like, a telly show. Like what you used to do. I felt bad for you. I didn't want to even bring it up. Right, so that's why you've come to stay at my house on the days when you're going well, I've to moved film in. I've actually moved in at yeah. Raji's house at the moment. We are flatmates today. We are living together for a little bit, aren't we, Raji? We are. I'm filming in London. Yes. I don't live in London, so I've come to live here. Yes. So that the, when they send the Rolls Royce for me tomorrow, <laughs> they can pick me up from your house. That's right. You won't be here when I get picked up, though, because he's got to sort out his housing benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm very nervous about it, Raji. Well, this will help. This will help allay your nerves. All right. Well, let's because here's some here's some good tips. Let's listen to some good for, tips for, from someone who's been there and done it. Yeah, and and, oh. and in all mediums as well. I've I've done it. I've you're done. never a medium. You're a small, <laughs> sir. What? I will be doing it an extra large tomorrow. <laughs> And let's bear in mind that these tips, these are things that you use when you used to do it, aren't they, Roger? So maybe this will be a clue as to why you don't do it anymore. Yeah, do you, do you apply your own rules to yourself? Absolutely. Look, okay, let's hear them now. Come on. I've written out in three sections. So you've got things to know, things yeah. to be, and things to try. Okay, good, good. Okay, so the, the things to know, yeah. number one is... Is it going to be number one? You are Ash Ferreira. <laughs> no. Number two, always remember you are not Raji, you are Ash Ferreira. <laughs> number one is know your lines. Now, a lot of people yeah. don't take the time and trouble to learn their lines wow. okay? like who who doesn't learn their lines well quite a lot of people a lot of people I've worked with over the years they just kind of turn up on set and just expect to know them can you name names no I can't because it's pretty much sort of bog standard really yes. especially in regular series it would be unfair on Shane Ritchie to say that <laughs> <laughs> so number two is know your cast right Roger, what out. is your cast untouchable or not shut up no not that sort of cast <laughs> actually my family in India from very high cast it is about the time you knew your cast Raji <laughs> Right. You're acting like you are lower cast. Stop it. <laughs> you can't actually alter your cast. Once once you're born a Raji, you are a Raji for good. <laughs> cool. Okay. So go on. Do you have a little so, broom behind you to sweep up your shadow, Raji, or not? No. Um, so yeah, so if you can find out the cast before yeah. you go there, and especially the things like the name of the director and stuff like that, yeah. then it's always worth looking them up on the internet, looking up what they've done before, because right. you might find little points of interest. And the, and the key to that is, is because in the downtime on set, yeah. Especially if you're joining a, a cast that's like. No, I'm not what you're going to say now, but you see, the thing is, Raji, I'm quite able to just speak to people as I find them. <laughs> I don't have to fuck, I'm not like you, I have to research every possible person I might bump into on the day just so I've got something to speak about. Well, sometimes it's worth doing that. I just start every conversation with, have you heard of Roger James or not? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could do that. And normally when I say it in castings, people go fucking deathly white when I say it. And they just stare at me and I go, I don't know him. <laughs> so go on, number three. Number three is, is no the furniture. Brilliant. Can we go to the next section, please? 
<laughs> no, but that's important. No, it's not important, Raju. Fucking, did we know the furniture? Because like, this is a chair. No, no. This not... is used for sitting on. No, not. Sometimes a chair will be against this, which is called a table. <laughs> no. This is this, so know your furniture. I know furniture, Raju. I'll be fine with that. Thank you. No, know the furniture on set. So yeah, you can draw I a little plan on your script. I won't need to do that, Raju. I've got eyes. All oh, right. <laughs> Well, it's because then you won't bump into it. I will be able to not bump into it right. by simply looking where I'm going. All right, next section is, is B. I can't believe one of your fucking tips was going to be draw a plan of the set. <laughs> I want to see some of your old EastEnders scripts. Yeah, I want you to go upstairs and fucking get them now. They're just be covered in little drawings of BW. That's where Barbara Windsor will be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Roger, is this a hangover from your time on EastEnders? No. This when, they is... made, when they made you be floor manager as well as acting in it. <laughs> no. They did not. take your arms down when you were on, you were on holiday, didn't they? Yeah, they did take the arms down. Well, the Ferreras went away on holiday for a bit of a hiatus and you came back and they dismantled your arms. I think that is just my, that's my perfect thing to sum you up. <laughs> it's either that story or his agent called him the other day to offer him a house sitting job. <laughs> Right, the other one is be positive. You always write be positive when you're going to go, that is what blood I need when the director punches me in the face. <laughs> no. Go on, go right, on. next one, and yep. this is important for you, is right. be funny. Lose weight. <laughs> is be funny, yeah. and this is in capitals now, yeah. but not too much. <laughs> See? Because you've right. got to remember that you are in a professional environment. Yeah. No, and it, and it may seem like fun and games. I know, no, Roger, I know that, and I know that you apply to that rule because yes. when you presented the Chortle Award, oh God, uh, the other day, you certainly adhered to that rule to be funny, but not much. Right. Next know. section is try. So try being open. Don't arrive on set with a whole load of preconceived ideas, but at the same time, that doesn't mean don't do any research. Must do research, but don't get married to it. Because if someone, <laughs> <laughs> what? Roger's tip. Don't get married to it. And to that research. Is, that is the one good thing you've ever done. Yeah, that is the one good thing. I didn't get married, didn't to, get it. married yeah. to it. You didn't get married to it, you know. Although that said, if you had been married to it, perhaps you wouldn't have had to have sold your house for 50p. <laughs> no, I'd have not even got 50p for it. I think, I think that section is the biggest proof of the phrase, if you can't do, teach. Yes, it's my son's Easter egg. <laughs> we are going to do Richard Wanka now. That's my little boy Spider-Man Easter egg. No, I like Spider-Man. It's my favourite comic. So, I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I thought you had definitely made it for me. Thanks. You cruel sod. <laughs> hey, I don't believe you. But I'm not going to Just take it a big bite out of it. Some people break them. Man. I don't do that. I just take big bites out of it. Oh, that is really horrible of you to do that. That was in the fridge for him when he comes over. He can have the box. Spider-Man box. <laughs> no, actually, I want it. Thanks. Um, so Ed, yes, we have Richard Awanka because last week Richard Awanka spunked off over a Kit Kat. He did. So I'm going to eat chocolate as a sort of a tribute. Okay. Ed, do you want any or not? Um, I'm all right actually. All right. I'm feeling. Oh, you're diabetic, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit diabetic today. So. Okay, not to worry. Um, so Ed, obviously we have to say Richard Awanka is again. Richard Awanka is a 58 year old man who uh, masturbates on the internet. Yeah. He could be 59 now, you know. Yeah. Although no, I reckon he definitely would have done a yeah, birthday. Yeah, he wank. would have done a birthday wank in yeah. So he videos all his, all his wanks and puts them on uvu2.com. Yes, he does. And, um, me and Ed watch him and have fun. Yeah. We don't do. We don't wank along with him. Even 
even though he asks us to. Huh? Right, the way I've done this... Which one have we have, do we have today, Ed? Uh, today, we have a very special one. Yeah. It's uh, Richard's first wank of 2008. That's right. This is a brilliant one, Rod. You'll love this. I've gone through and I've put the specific time codes for when he does certain <laughs> things. And sort of my thoughts about each action as well. Okay? Yep. Three seconds. Richard says, welcome to 2008. Richard the wanker, happy new year. It's my first wank of 2008. I'm going to wank a load off and hopefully you'll do the same and wank along with me. Oh my good god. 46 seconds. Richard starts taking his shirt off and opens up the floor for the ladies to join in. His inclusivity astounds me. Right. <laughs> 1 minute 22. Richard says, Wanking, you can't beat it, which is a joke opportunity sorely missed. (laughs) 1 minute 58. Richard says, this needs a bit of work doing on it. Richard laughs. This is a funny joke, I am laughing. Needing some work on it? Because it is all floppy. Oh, I see, right, right, okay, yeah. 2 minutes 11. His cock is poking out his trunks. He's wearing trunks. Yeah, they are sort of briefs. Yeah, kind oh. of briefs. And yeah. This is, yeah, his cock is poking out his trunks, and he reminds us of his video wanking in briefs. <laughs> he says that we should be undressed now as well. I'm not quite undressed yet, as I'm typing at the same time. Two minutes fifty-nine. The film suddenly skips a few seconds, and Richard is pretty much in the same position. <laughs> it is a mystery what he did in this time, but I guess we will never know. I like to think he had a chew it. <laughs> Three minutes ten. <laughs> Richard looks at his cock and says, let's see what we can do with this. I would, I would say that judging by the setup, his options are fairly limited. <laughs> That's the problem with calling yourself Richard the Wanker. Once you start making videos, you're pretty much committed to wanking. One day I hope he will surprise us all and make a matchstick horse. What? Three minutes sixteen. He's putting on Johnson's baby oil. This is usually the bit where I am sick. <laughs> Apparently we should be stroking it with our left hands now, but mine is busy, so I'm bumping myself against the desk. <laughs> Three minutes fifty-four. <laughs> Richard says the sound of him wanking is a lovely sound. <laughs> what? It is okay as sounds go, but it's hardly Mozart or a baby's laugh. <laughs> the sound of him wanking? Yeah, he, he, he enjoys wanking. He Roger. loves to hear himself clacking. What, what bit of this are you not getting, Roger? He's enjoying the wank. Right. He likes every little bit of it. Okay. <laughs> Three minutes fifty-eight. Richard says, "Oh God, I'm such a wanker." As if we need reminding. <laughs> Perhaps this is for the visually impaired fans. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Cheers. Yeah, you've got the little Roger yeah. seal of approval Cheers. there, Ed. Four minutes one. <laughs> he calls himself a toss-off boy and a spunker. I am on the floor laughing. <laughs> Four minutes twenty. He said that this wank is going awesome, like he is surfing in the eighties. <laughs> Four minutes fifty-eight. Time for the hand change. <laughs> okay. Everyone has to do the same, a bit like a dance. This could be the next Macarena. <laughs> Six minutes thirty-two. I'm feeling really ill now, so I'm staring at an empty plug socket which is on the wall behind him. <laughs> right. Six minutes fifty-six. Richard. Richard says he will be wanking until he dies, and he hopes we're all watching him. Die or wank? Can you die of wanking? What I hope is that he is wanking and a bus crashes through the wall and kills him. <laughs> and Raji is driving the bus. Oh, Raji. Wanking. Doing, doing, yeah, as long as you're wanking, you take over the mantle. Seven, seven minutes, twelve. He's on the verge. I can't believe this is my job on the podcast. <laughs> my mum has just called me for dinner. <laughs> seven minutes, twenty-eight. It's happened. <laughs> The one thing I would say about this video is, is that they are very predictable. I always know what's going to happen at the end. Eight minutes one. He has just stood up and put his Johnson right in the camera to show us all his spunk. 
He is well proud of it, like a kid with a drawing of a house. <laughs> or when Raji brings home a dead bird through his Raji. <laughs> Eight minutes twenty-three. He says that the next thing he will do will separate the men from the boys. He eats his jizz. Oh! I would hope that this separates the men from the boys, as boys shouldn't really be eating their own fluids. Neither should men, really. So what this really does is separate Richard from humans. <laughs> Richard pauses breathless at 8 minutes 58. He looks down the camera and says, Happy New Year. I am going for my tea. <laughs> That's very good, though. Thank you. Well, don't you? That's a perfect. And all those times are right, so if you want to write down those things and check it, yeah, I'll definitely write them. Yeah, and then watch it. Then watch the video. I would advise so you. So if you do want to skip to him eating his own spunk, yeah. then you know what time to If you get an impatient, yeah. <laughs> okay. you think, come on, I want to see him slobbering. <laughs> then get, yeah, get skip yourself there. Okay. Thank you, Ed. It's all right. Two sections in one now, because I was going to do the fortune cookies. Uh, Raji got some fortune cookies free with his dinner. <laughs> So we're going to open our fortune cookies, but it is the hour at the moment. So we need to very quickly do your career news, Raj, which you always introduce yourself. So introduce your career news now, thanks. Uh, it's on the hour, and here's Ed Gamble with Raji James. Do it properly, like you always do it. <laughs> I'm doing it properly. My name is Raji. Jesus, wet Raji, do it properly. Go on, do it now. Hello, my name is Raji. I like I football. And here... Oh, I live in London. And here is Ed Gamble with Raji's career news. Roger, have you got that trapped again? How do you manage that? That was Roger's career. Isn't that it? made like, no sense. Your career that? makes no sense, Roger. <laughs> right, come on, fortune cookie time. Can have the red one, please. God almighty. There's your fortune cookie. Ed, what do you want? Um, blue one, please. Blue for Ed. Oh, you I'm ah! oh careful. So I will. I'll, be, I'll be yellow. Are you going first? Um, no, it's, yours is open now, isn't it? Oh. Ah. Okay. Roger, what is your fortune according to the Chinese? Aha. A cautious person leaves no stones unturned. Oh. It's not. I don't know if that means that's supposed to be me, or or it's just telling me that that's what cautious people do. Okay, Ed, are you aware that there was a fortune inside that cookie you just ate? What? <laughs> The bit of paper. Wait, you put the whole thing in your mouth. Oh, over like biscuit. <laughs> it is like a biscuit, but you have to set the paper out. That's it. <laughs> oh, over like a room. <laughs> Can you read that bit of slavery paper, please? A woman's guess is much more accurate than a man's certainty, sexist. Okay, well, that's a good fortune. Does it say sexist? No, I said that because it oh. is sexist. These aren't very good, these fortune cookies, are they? They're not, are they? I'm going to even get the brand name out and so you know how bad they are. Uh, Hong brand fortune cookies. The answer is in the cookie, it says, but I don't know what the question is. <laughs> My one says, do not make extra work for yourself. That'll do for that section. Don't make extra work for yourself, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that, bollocks, because it is time for everyone's favourite section. Which is... Raji's autobiography. Yeah, come on, Raji, get comfy on the story, Matt. Ever so excited, Raji. We've had two thrilling chapters already. And um, don't forget, the competition is still ongoing. I forgot to say last week that the competition was ongoing, so you're allowed to keep entering. Oh, uh, OK. With different ideas for what it should be titled, because you haven't come up with a title for it yet, Raji, for your autobiography that you're definitely writing and I'm not. But nevertheless, we had, uh, I think we had five, five or six entries this week. OK. For the title. Uh, we've chosen three of them. Uh, one of which is on the computer in front of you now. I didn't actually print it out. 
That's from Dean in Cardiff. Is that this image here? Yeah, can you describe that image, please, for your uh, autobiography? <laughs> um, well, it's a black and white image. It's a cover. It's a cover of this. Uh, oh, it's, oh, it looks like it's someone's... Oh, I see. Someone's put my head over someone else's head. It's a cover of someone else's book. It's and... Gordon's, I'll tell you. Oh, that. it says... <laughs> Katie... Oh, right. What they've done is where it says Katie Price, they've scribbled it out with some pen or something. Yeah. And they've written underneath that in some rather scrawling writing, Raji's book. Well, accurate, accurate writing as well. And there's a whole load of blurb at the bottom. I'll read um, it out then, Raji. In, in big text, it's says Raji underneath that in capital letters it says push to the limit oh uh, underneath that, that's that the title I could, I, that, that does seem to be the uh, original title of the original book right and then it says Raji push to the limit which is the same title as that book what Jordan done but mine's better because it's about my breakdown which will definitely happen soon because of Ray <laughs> and Ed thanks and it's not just a stupid joke about big busters what Jordan has and I hate her anyway because she's a slapper but I still get a bonk on over her so I probably would sex her if she asked <laughs> so Dean's entry is pushed to the limit is what your uh, autobiography is going to be called I think I'd have to be pushed to the limit to even consider sleeping with Jordan but yeah <laughs> there you go you're the ones we've had this week we have had Jenny in Bristol has entered with from Africa to Hollywood in five spastic steps <laughs> Which is inaccurate on two fronts. You went from Africa and you didn't go to Hollywood. But I still like it because you are a spastic. <laughs> um, and the other one, which I think, for me, is actually in the running to be, be a winner so far. This made me fall off my chair laughing when I got this email through. This is from Jamie, and Jamie is from Blackpool. And Jamie came up with, uh, for a title of your autobiography, Raji, The Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> So I think How that's, does that work? I that's definitely in the hat <laughs> for the end of series prize, which at the moment consists of the audiobook of Raji's autobiography, which Raji's going to read. Yeah. It consists of signed lyrics from uh, The Real Little Raji, the yeah. me and it, signed by me and Ed. Right. And also, this week, Raji, what is the other prize? I thought that the other prize as well was Raji going to live with them. Oh yeah, Raji will be coming to live with you for good. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that, that's like the big prize. Right. Um, you have to donate something for the prize. What's oh yeah, you're, well, you're acting tips. Sign okay. my acting tips. Right, so Raji's acting tips is going to sign for you. Well, anyway, here we go, because we've got very important business to attend to, because you have been writing, scribbling away furtively in the middle of the night. Okay. And this is the latest chapter of Raji's autobiography, which is presently called The Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> You ready, Roger? You actually look genuinely excited about this. this Roger, are you ready? Yes. Chapter three. I feel a bit sick today, so I'm not going to write anything, thanks. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of that, yeah. That's oh, Roger. But I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't... Look, I can see on the bit of my Should we treat people to chapter four, then? I can, oh, you, you've got loads written right, there already. We'll carry on to chapter four, then. You All just, right. No, it's fine. It's Are fine. you feeling better now, Roger, from chapter three or not? No, I didn't write that. You felt better from when you felt a bit sick and you couldn't do writing. <laughs> chapter four. Um, if you remember, by the way, in Chapter 2, uh, if you forget about Chapter 3, in Chapter 2, you, of course, um, were playing Benny Green in Grange Hill <laughs> after studying successfully from your cupboard in the Annashare Theatre School. Chapter 4. I don't want you to think that all I'd done in my life at this point was acting things. Sure, I was a lead character in Grange Hill for ten years, but when I left it, I had to do normal jobs like what normal people have to do instead of acting. I'm going to talk about some of them in this chapter just to show you that I am an everyday guy who just got lucky except for last year. (laughs) When I couldn't get a job for love nor money, neither of which I had either. (laughs) When I left Grange Hill, I had to do my national service, which means you have to join the army by the law. I soon became a sergeant in our group and all my soldiers called me Sergeant Onion because my name is Raji and that rhymes with Onion Bargy so they called me Onion which is short for that. It wasn't racist, it was just Pally. (laughs) 
Anyway, no sooner had we done our training of loads of running and an obstacle course, a bit like that one of the Krypton Factor, <laughs> or Funhouse with Pat Sharp, <laughs> then we were sent off to Japan to fight in the Vietnam War, which was popular at the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I packed my bow and arrow and got on an aeroplane <laughs> to go and do the war. Like most people off Vietnam, I don't really like to talk about it, and I'm not just saying that because I'm making this up and don't really know anything about it. <laughs> It is because it was very upsetting, and even to this day, I sometimes be crying when I get a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> because it reminds me of the war and the horrible bits of it. In fact, I hardly ever get a Chinese anymore because of this, and it isn't because I can't afford one. I just prefer pasties or a chicken tikka slice. <laughs> like I say, I don't really want to go over the details of the Vietnam War, but if you want to know what it was like, then just read the video of Platoon or Rambo or Oh What a Lovely War. <laughs> it was just like all of them, probably. <laughs> the things that I don't mind talking about about the war in Vietnam though is the social aspect of it. We would have a right good laugh around the campfire, often poking somebody that we had killed with a stick <laughs> for a laugh or putting his hands on his willy. <laughs> Whilst always keeping an eye out for the gooks of course and that isn't racist, that is just what we call them. We smoked pots and listened to records on a tape <laughs> like Bob Dylan and The Doors and Michael Bolton. <laughs> It was worst in China for the Vietnam War. <laughs> I thought it was Japan. For ten years, that I lost my virginity with a lovely Chinese girl, who I forget the name of now, unfortunately. It was a beautiful evening and we did kissing, which a lot of them usually wouldn't. <laughs> and, then, and then I ever so carefully rolled a condom down the length of my penis whilst holding the T10 between my fingers to expel any excess air. Then I gently put my penis with the condom on it into her vagina and had full sexual intercourse to orgasm. <laughs> you had to wear a condom in those days, as a lot of them had diseases up their fannies. <laughs> Roger, you disgusting dirty boy. But I didn't mind wearing it as I had full sexual intercourse. <laughs> All that for 14 quid, which was what I had left from my royalties from S Club 7. <laughs> but it was worth it to have full sexual intercourse. I never saw her again, but it was a really sexy night and I remember it fondly as the night that I had full sexual intercourse. <laughs> well, I say I never saw her again. Imagine my surprise ten years later when I was at the cinema watching The Karate Kid and there she was, playing Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> anyway, sooner or ten years later... Hitler got killed and the Vietnam War ended and we won. <laughs> I got a medal but I think I left it at my ex-wife's house so there's something else that I'll never see again along with my autographed Albert Square sign and one of my children. <laughs> I came home to a hero's welcome but had fallen asleep under some coats on the coach and missed it sadly. <laughs> I am reliably informed it was a right good do and Chaz and Dave were on. <laughs> I got back to my house or flat or wherever it was that I was living in and put the kettle on to make a lovely cup of tea. I had the security of my sandwich round job that I had before I left but forgot to mention earlier on. And I was also a taxi driver as well and some other jobs. But I was aching to get back to doing my best job which was acting. As I sat and drank all my tea up all nicer in my mouth for ten years I noticed that there was loads of mail on the floor right underneath the letterbox that I had got installed in the front door to help the postman put letters into my house. I went and got them by bending over and putting my hand out in a gripping motion, a bit like the machines at the fairground. <laughs> 
unlike those machines, I did actually manage to pick the letters up, though. Unlike the time I ended up putting almost a thousand pounds into that machine in Blackpool to get a bloody Garfield toy <laughs> that my ex-wife didn't even really want. And I never managed to win it anyway, and that was one of the reasons why she left me. No, I left her, actually, if you must know. <laughs> There were loads of letters from things like the gas man and the telephone man and the court. <laughs> but one of them struck out. It was a letter with a postmark of Coronation Street. It was from Hilda Ogden. <laughs> <laughs> and it was asking me if I would be on the programme playing a ticket collector. I said yes and went and done it and got £10 and a free dinner. So there's another job what I've done. <laughs> so there you go, Roger. That's chapter four. Well done, Roger. Really nice stuff in there, Roger. Well done. Excellent. Well, there actually, there's a couple of accurate bits, because you said about the uh, assault course, the Krypton Factor assault course. Mm -hmm. I've actually run the Krypton Factor assault course, uh, because it was in a a place in Aldershot where the uh, powers train, and that's where I used to go when I was in the cadets. And and obviously the other stuff about um, Sergeant Onion, which is what the other cadets did call me when I became a sergeant. And Vietnam as well. No, I didn't go to Vietnam, but Um, but that's good that you got some... some... when when you had sex with Mr Miyagi or not. And I didn't have sex with Mr Miyagi. Miyagi, no. If you did go to Vietnam, what would you say? Would you say I went to Vietnam? What would you say? No, I wouldn't say it because you're going to use that and you're going to edit you it. Say? I'm not going <laughs> to not say anything. I'm, I'm, I am not going to say anything about Vietnam because I wasn't there and I didn't do anything. Where? In Vietnam. Who? Me. That'll do. <laughs> We've not spoken about the Chortle Awards, have we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we have, yeah. Yeah, right at the very beginning. I'll tell you what I was surprised about. What? Because you did so well, is that what no, you No, I thought, I thought, Eddie, you were very, very good. But it wasn't the first time you've presented an award, Roger James. Uh, no. You've presented an award before, haven't you? Yes, I have. never spoken about on the podcast, and I would like to tell the boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, all about that time you presented that award that time. Well, it wasn't brilliantly successful, but... but... Well, of course, well, I think they would have expected such a thing, given that it is a Raji story. <laughs> Well, I was asked to present an award at the Emmas, which is the Ethnic Multimedia Awards Ceremony. Swanky! Why were you asked to do that? I I think maybe because I'm a bit brown. Oh, right, okay, that's good. Um, And uh, it's one of these things that prior to doing it, I'd I'd always sort of thought, I don't like award ceremonies like that. An award ceremony should be for all, rather than... Well, no, I guess, no, you can't. (laughs) Surely surely all award ceremonies are for a section of industry, like they're all for, for actors, or they're all for comedians... Other for music people. Yes, but that's the you industry. Can't just go, right, I am going to invent an award ceremony. It is for everything. Right, <laughs> f- first in our five million categories is best butcher. Right, <laughs> so best butcher. No, but what I mean is, is that if you have, if you have a, number two, best bus stop. <laughs> If you have an award ceremony that is get, that is saying it's for you know it's a media award, yeah. so it's for aspects of the media, yeah. then it shouldn't be oh it's for a media's but only for ethnic people within the media because right. I, I just think that sends out the wrong message. What does Emma stand for, please? Uh, ethnic media multimedia awards. Right. Okay. Ethnic multimedia awards. Is yeah. it like the Mobos? Well, not really, because music of black origin. Yeah, that can be that can be anything, can't it? It yeah. doesn't mean that whoever gets the award has to be of black origin themselves. That means me and Ray could get one for our song. Yeah. Well, you effectively could. Of course. Oh, we might get a Mobo this year. That'd be brilliant. It'd be even brilliant if Roger presents it. Yeah. I would love that, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, I was I don't, asked... I don't want to get bogged down in races again this week. No. Last week, you were terrible. Races. I wasn't. You were, you were, were horrible races. races. You, you were, were putting words into my mouth. Oh, yeah, and then you said them, so it's my fault. <laughs> you said them. 
No, I d- Speaking anyway. of which, have you had any phone calls this week off Mr Chumbonga? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've, I've not been here much this week, though, because it's been half-term, so I've been away with the kids. So, uh, But what has Mr Chumbonga been doing this week? As far yeah, as I know... The Mr Argy programme, what has he been up no, to? No, he hasn't. No, what no. scrapes has he got himself into? No. Anyway, it's time for our regular section, Mr Chumbonga, who has this week been to Spain. <laughs> no, he hasn't. There's no, I have no section for Mr Chumbonga. Do a bit about him... Oh, here, here he comes. Do a bit about him changing up his travellers' checks. <laughs> Look... When I was at the Emmas presenting an award... Lord, you do Mr Chumbonga, everyone looks forward I'm, to it. I'm not doing Mr Chumbonga, that's... Hello, no. now I'd like to change up these travellers' checks, please. I think you'll find there's £500 there. No, but I'm not going to do you Mr Chumbonga. You can't do it, you work here. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Ed, watch the 58-year-old man masturbate on the internet. The least yeah. you can do is do a funny voice. Oh, right, you ready? Hello there. I would like to change up this £500, thanks, into euros. Thank you, because I'm going to Spain. Hello then. Well... <laughs> Have you thought about changing your bank account so that you don't have to pay commission on your your currency exchanges? Because if you sign up with this particular bank, you could probably get away with not paying any currency fees at all. How would you like that? Can I sign you up for it now? That's the sort of thing. And there'll be more Mr. Chumbonga, of course, next week. It's a brilliant comedy sketch that you're doing. It's amazing. Yeah. So go on, your award ceremony. Yes, <laughs> right, thanks. You're presenting an award at the Emmys. I thought Mr. Chumbonga rudely interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, now, <laughs> now, one of the things I've noticed, which quite a few years ago I noticed this, and it seems to suck with me, is that whenever I wear particularly formal wear, um, full DJ, dinner jacket, oh, right, okay. uh, I, I, I seem to somehow take on the appearance of staff. Um, <laughs> and... Um, and this happened, I'm ignoring that, and this happened at the Emmas. Um, you know, it's not enough that, 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 that just, you know, all I have to do is if I go into Lewisham Town Centre, if I just happen to be wearing a shirt yeah. and be in WH Smith's, people will ask me where what, things what are. What capacity were you at the Emmas in? I was there to present an award. No, I get, I get that, but yeah. what were you... Uh, because what? at the time I was in the bill and they right, asked okay. me to be in it because I was Did a Did you present person. it on your own? Uh, no, uh, I found out when I got that I was presenting it alongside Moira Stewart. <laughs> so... I think there might be somewhere. Is there a video? I, I don't know. Fucking hell, I'd love to see you present it. It was televised, it was televised. And who was it to? Who were you presenting it to? Best Actress. Right. Which again was, I, I, I mean, not to say that the actress who won it wasn't good, but the fact who is... Who won it? Uh, it was Michelle, uh, Michelle Gale? Yo from Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, whichever oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of them was hidden and one was crouching. Yeah. Was <laughs> is, is this how you presented it? No. This is Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Thing with the What's It. Well, yeah, one of them was crouching. I can't remember the rest of it now. No, but the thing well, is... What comes to me? Some Moira Stewart. Do the news, Moira, and I will do Mr. Chumbonga. One of the... One of the do a double act. Well, we actually did try to do a bit of banter. Oh, fucking um, hell. Which was, was it similar to you and Ed's banter at the Troll Awards? Uh, slightly less successful. Why? Well, <laughs> let me get to what happened before that first. Right, like, Jesus. Before, just before... We were sort of sitting there at these dinner table things, having food and stuff, and then someone came up, one of the staff came up and said... If you, you get like, up with work? If, if, you, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to go round to the side... Where the, where the uh, sort of waiting area is. I hope you were careful when you did that. Um, I hope you minded the furniture. I did. I hope you checked your plan. <laughs> so anyway, this guy came over and, and, and sort of tapped me and said, if I'd like to go around to the side to where the waiting area was to, in order to uh, get instructions and stuff and the cards and yep. everything to go up and yeah, stage yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I got up and as I was walking around the yeah, tables, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, three <laughs> different groups of people, yeah, yeah. three different tables, gave, orders. Me, gave me their wine yeah, orders. Yeah, we all saw that coming. <laughs> Well, 
girl, that's the end of another fucking wasted 40 minutes for us and you. Hold on. Hope no. you enjoy. There's still sections left. That's, that's the end of it. Yeah. No, what about the agony aunt section and the, and the other section we played? No, we established, I think one suicide is enough, Raji. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm not doing the agony aunt section ever again. I told you last week, we're never ever doing it again. But you pe- killed a girl. But people <laughs> may have written in. Of course they've not written in. Right. Well, and there's the other section anyway that you, you said about that you made me do, so I've been doing it all week. What? The section that you said that I had to do, the, the charting of my wees. Because <laughs> look, I drew it this. <laughs> I drew it out. Oh, but you said I had to do it. I said maybe one week we could do it. I can't believe that you left the podcast going, I've got homework. Yeah. Well, look, we, we, probably, we probably left Jesus, the podcast last week and you sat there drinking bottles of water going, come on, first one. Well, it's got like sections. It says here, time that done, whether I had a poo or not. <laughs> What? Time, time waiting. Whether well, I was waiting. Come on. Whether I was desperate or not, and, and where it happened. Okay. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear some of them. Well, I won't just do, do the boring ones, but there's there's. <laughs> isn't it, here, here I'll tell you the one about when I was juggling. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, it's one Saturday. In fact, there's two uh, Saturday that are of interest there. See, because there's a uh, Saturday seven a.m. Yeah. Poo no. Time waiting. Well, it was all night because because I went to bed needing a week because I needed to get up early. <laughs> Because I had to drive back to Portsmouth. Um, so desperate. When you said that sometimes you do, you deliberately go to bed without doing a wee to wake yourself up. Yeah. Did you mean that you wake up in like a puddle of wee? <laughs> no. If, if you wake up in the shallow end, you know it's time to get up. No. <laughs> I just wake up needing, you know, the body's not okay. wake up. So it's like I had a dream that it was raining, knew it was time to get up. Uh, so desperate, yes. I had a dream I was eating a giant marshmallow and pissed all over my face. <laughs> no. Uh, and... Uh, where it was obviously at home and needed to be up early was that one. Right. So Saturday, 2pm. Uh, this is another interesting one, you see. Did poo? Yes, did poo with that one. Well, <laughs> well, right. um, time waiting as an hour and a half. Uh, desperate, yes. Uh, and reason was because I'd taken a long drive to Portsmouth and forgot to go before I went. So, uh, <laughs> Service stations. So that's it. Yeah, I didn't want to stop. So that was at my mum's. You did want to stop. You wanted a piss. Yeah, but I wanted to get... because I needed a piss on a wee ride, No, I needed to get... Because I, I got caught up in traffic and was running late and I didn't want to get there late. You should definitely have um, stopped if you got it busting out both of uh, Oh, there's a naughty one. I got a naughty one on Sunday. Poo, yes, No. Time, 11am. Poo, no. Uh, time waiting, none. Desperate, no. And the reason was because I was in the pool with my kids. Uh, <laughs> and Roger, that is illegal. Yeah. yeah, but I was swimming. I went to the kids swimming. But and you did a wee in the pool? Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> in my defence... What, are you fucking 12? No, but in my defence, right, the kids... Were, your poor kids going, oh, it's got warmer in here. <laughs> no, but listen... This will be good. In your defence, go right, on. The kids were queuing. They were, they were like three quarters of the way up this long ladder queue thing for the long steps to the, the flumes, right? And I had to... Tell t- me you didn't do it down the flume, right? No, I didn't. No, because I was... I was <laughs> I was waiting at the bottom. Yeah, oh, this will make you go faster. I was waiting at the bottom. So I was in the main pool. It wasn't like in a small body of water. Oh, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, there would be thought... people in that, wouldn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Not like the main pool that's reserved just for you to piss in. <laughs> and then this morning, 10am, um, uh, time waiting was a bit desperate, yes. All <laughs> right, you've got to wait uh, for minutes now. Just and it says where, and I, it, well, what happened was I was on a bus. Fucking hell, no, 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 no. No, 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 I didn't... I don't want... It's the end of the section, it's finished. It's the end of the podcast. No. I don't want to hear the bit where you piss on a bus. I didn't piss on a bus, I didn't. Anyway, it's been lovely speaking with you once more on the Rape Up podcast. Thanks. I I was meant to do the announcement about the uh, live shows. Oh, what's happening? They're not been finalised, so I can't do the announcement yet. But you said you were going to do it this week. I know. It was the big announcement. Yeah, but I thought, you know what, I'm not sure I can follow Raji's poo chart. (laughs) 
So maybe I'll bump it another week. Um, but there we go. That's the Red Beacon Podcast for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to Chortle.co.uk for hosting it. I'm sorry, Chortle. Yeah, apologies from uh, Ed and Raji. Uh, I can only say if I was there, it probably wouldn't have been much better. <laughs> and it's been a big enough production. Uh, thank you, Ed Gamble. Thank you. Have you enjoyed yourself? I've had a really good time. Good, yeah, you look nice. Like you're <laughs> friendly. And little Raji James, who used to be sent us what we're in there. Thank you. You're very welcome, Raji. Thank you for your contribution. Hello, my name is Raji. I like football. My name is Raji. Hello, my name is Raji. I live in London. I like football. Hello, my name is Raji. I like football. My name is Raji. Hello, my name is Raji. Me in Vietnam. Me in Vietnam. Me in Vietnam. In Vietnam, the combat soldier typically served a 12-month tour of duty, but was exposed to hostile fire almost every day. Hello, my name is Raji. I like football. My name is Raji. Hello, my name is Raji. I live in London. Hello, my name is Raji. I like football. My name is Raji. Hello, my name is Raji. I live in London. Me in Vietnam. Me in Vietnam.